hold on to your wallets, folks, because the International Monetary Fund just announced their plan to launch a revolutionary digital currency called Unicoin. This futuristic currency is poised to take over the global banking system, leaving national currencies like the dollar in the dust. back to world news with resistance chicks i'm one of your hosts michelle leah is off camera helping a geriatric puppy find a nice comfy place to lay down while we bring you this week's top world news stories you know i kind of just wish they would just pull the trigger on whatever they're going to do with this currency stuff they have so many different things going on the latest that we're going to talk about today is called the Unicoin. I love this name and I love the logo. Let's pull this up for you guys to see the um, the Unicorn here. Boom, there it is. This is their logo. It's literally a unicorn, okay? You know what? Unicorns aren't real. Unicorns are real! Unicorns are not real. They're you have Bible. to use... Yeah, that's like a rhinoceros. You have to use your imagination to think that they are real. So... You know what else you have to use your imagination for? What? To think that Joe Biden's president... And that he is a legit, um, that that he's all there, and that we're pretending like he's some sort of international world leader, right? With respect around the world, I I think what you mean is, you know, there's using your imagination to to think that he's president and like he won. What you mean in this context, though, is using your imagination to think that this man actually creates or implements policy. Yeah. And the, communicates yeah. real issues yep. to real yep. world yep. leaders. He does not. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you these conversations between Joe Biden and yep. the other world leaders are about ice cream. Oh, no, they're laughing at us. They, they, they're, the people who are handling Joe Biden are laughing at us. So he went to Ireland this week. Yeah. Pretty much <clears> gave <throat> the snub, the snub rub to uh, the UK. Because he's Irish, you know. All he can do, I've, all he can do is um, 
talk about Ireland. That UK stuff. You did that Brexit stuff. We don't want anything to do with you. It's very strange. You know, Go lick the world, Leah. We're going to lick the world. We're going to lick the world. We're going to lick the world. That was one of his gaffes. Uh, he had a couple gaffes when he was in Ireland. I guess there was, he, um, <laughs> he misspoke and compared the All Blacks, which is a rugby team, to um, oh dear. the, uh, I guess there was, I'm going to try to bring this one up. You're embarrassing me already. The, um, where was he? The All Blacks versus the, come on, it should be here. You guys can put it in the chat. I guess there was a great, there's, um, where is it? Oh, yeah, make sports team notorious paramilitary group. Mistakes, you mean? You said makes. Makes. No, he did. He he mistakes, mistakes for sports team for a notorious uh, para, para, paramilitary group. Easy for you to say. Yeah, right? He, the tan, the black and tans and the all blacks. So the black and tans. Sounds racist. Were, yeah. Yeah, the comments. But it's just a, it's it's a team over there. Yeah, but it's a it's a pretty big slip up for a world leader who mm -hmm. obviously knew. Who Stop talking about things that you don't know. Leah tells me that on this show all the time. She's like, Michelle, if we're talking about something and you really don't know much about it, just don't say anything. Just let me do the story. And I do. And that doesn't mean that every time that I'm quiet, I don't know what the story is. But I'm just saying, if you don't know what it is, no. But he stop he, talking. He did at one point know about the black and tans. That's where it came. It, it, these things. He has lived a very long life, <laughs> and it's what's true. happening is, is he gets to the end of his life, and he doesn't just misspeak. He misthinks. Yeah. So when he is, he obviously at some point knew about the paramilitary organization known as the black and tans. Yeah. But he's standing in front of the rugby, rugby players, and he calls them the Black and Tans, mm -hmm. which what's happening is that he's pulling from his computer in his brain the things that he he's trying to relate, yeah. right? And, and he's always relating at the wrong possible moment, like when he's going to the swim club, and he's like, I used to be a lifeguard, and they used to, you know, feel my legs as a fur, as a hair, went up and down, and he just doesn't think right, you know, and... Corn pop. And he Stop just like, brings pop. all these things to the surface, and it's it, it nothing fits right. It's very embarrassing. Minorly <laughs> embarrassing, yes. Yeah. So Nigel Farage is going to weigh in on on Biden's snub. He goes all the way over there, snubs the UK, just hangs out in Ireland. <laughs> and then, of course, this there would comes. not be a world news program without the French rioting. It's become it's a thing that they do every week. I just I think to myself. Don't you have something else to do on a Saturday? Like go visit a vineyard or something? No, like, is your <laughs> life that boring? Because here's the thing. The retirement age from 60 to, 62 to 64 is not that big of a deal for you to be out there blowing things up all the time. Okay? It's and just in them, though. It's something just to do. It's exciting. So hey, are we protesting this weekend? No, we don't have anything to protest. Let's come up with something. That's the French. Exactly. And so it's it, when you're always protesting, when the protests actually mean something, it's not yeah. going to mean something. You got a ton of people out there with masks Ch on. Chicken little. Chicken little. The sky is falling. And do you know why I know it's not legitimate? Why? Because the mainstream media is covering it. 
Oh, that's true. This, the the, the um, CNN covers but this protest. But hang on, though. I think that the protest probably is legitimate, and CNN is covering it because the people that are protesting it are these socialists that they want their, you know, this is a, kind of a socialist policy. The retirement, you do understand that retirement is socialism because this, this is not an insurance company like you think. It's just socialism. Mm-hmm. So they're all for it. Yeah, you should live a life that you don't need to retire from. Come on, man. And so when you have a nation of workers and they want to retire and they'd rather not work at all. Right. And have the people underneath of them work. Boom. So it's, it's very, it's very strange, um, situation. Um, I guess there's a lot of kerfuffle going around with, uh, Ukraine and Russia and, I found it very interesting that the Polish are very much pro-Ukraine and very much anti-Russia. But the Polish have actually put a moratorium on farm goods coming in from Ukraine into Poland to protect their farmers. Oh, well. So we'll we'll send you javelins to destroy Russia, but don't you send your food here and destroy our farmers' economy here. Oh, my gosh. We draw the line somewhere. Polish uh, Prime Minister also mocks Macron for fa- for favoring severing ties with the U.S. to appease China. So, do you think the France is going to sever ties with the U.S.? This is all a very strange world. Brazil responds to a wave of social media attacks by censoring social media again. Mm-hmm. We're going to jump into that. But let before, before we move on to all of our other stories, I wanted to give you some of our headlines. There's going to be a coronation of King Charles in a month. Oh, jeez. Yes. And you know that there's... We're here for it. There's the kafal. You keep using that word, kafafal. Okay. Is that kafafal? Kafafal. Just run with it. Running. I tossed you a ball and you're like, spike it. Boom! (laughs) You're like, I'm tossing it to the other team. Just run with it. I'm running! It's a kafuffle, whatever. It's a cu- no, that's a right. So it's a word. I don't okay. know that you're saying it right, but it's that's a word. I don't know okay. how to say it either. It's a kafuffle. It's not a word you ever use, ever. I You've mean, used it twice in the last three minutes. I've used it on the show a couple times. No, you never use kafuffle because you normally run with it. Running. You normally just let me go. We are my run. Words. Okay, what's the kafuffle? Um, that, uh. The kerfuffle with, with Meghan and Harry and their whole deal trying to take down the monarchy. And then they want to come to the coronation of uh-uh. the king. But they hate the monarchy. Okay, they no, hate you don't the, get to come. So, but they have to have Harry come, I guess, because he hasn't, like, abdicated. And so, technically, if Charles... And William and William's sons all die. Oh. It goes to Harry. So he's got to be there in the line of succession or something. Is that why he's got to go? Yeah, Just in but case. supposedly Kate has said, no, Megan, you're not coming. So Megan is not coming. Harry's coming. But how does Kate get to get a say in it, though? Well, because she will be queen. But she's not the one that's being coronated. She will be queen. I mean, Prince Charles is getting up there. She will be queen. But how does she, she have... But she's not queen now. How do you have pre-authority? Because she... Pre-queen authority? Because she's actually doing the royal duties right now of everything. Like, here's the thing. I didn't know that it she would had be a as say if, anything. 
Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Okay. You have to think, and you guys in the in, in the UK can comment on this. From what I see, when you look at the line of the succession, basically, William and, and Kate are up to bat. Like, they will be king and queen. Like, yeah, so they move. They're moving from. But I didn't know that so you king had Charles, the authority until you became. Because no, but King Charles had all this authority under Queen Elizabeth. Like what? Or before he's going to be king, he basically helped run the country while his mother was aging. Yeah. Okay, and now William and Kate. Moved I'm up. not saying I'm upset about this. I'm glad that Kate has the authority to tell Meghan what what. Because they're in. She they, like here's the thing. You this is the, little thing. This is the family monarchy, and it's basically like this right now. You've got Charles and then and William, and they're like, they're he's teaching them how to be. They're going to be rulers. They will be it unless they destroy it, which I think they will. So <laughs> there is that. All right, so let's go to this CBDC coin here. This unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. It's a unicorn. Just call it a unicorn. 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 The CBDC. Here, here's the, here's the, what I love about this coin here. Is that the not only the unicorn, okay, image there, is that it literally is in the shape of a gold coin. Mm -hmm. Why? Because gold and silver coins make you feel like it's got value inherent in all of us mm -hmm. we feel that so you see it in the goldness and the shininess mm -hmm. of it and you're like ooh. and let me tell you something if they put that whole logo on an actual gold coin it would have value yeah that's but true. the logo is no more real. And the coin is not a coin. It's not a coin. Hang on. Wait a minute. Webster's 1828. Coin. What's a coin? Um, well, okay, this isn't using it. All right. A stamp of metal. Mm-hmm. And convert it to stamp a metal and convert it into money mm. to mint to make as to coin words to make to forge to fabricate. Um, actually, this is actually no, it actually is really fitting. Get this in an ill sense as to coin a lie to coin a fable. Oh, we coined a fable, they have All coined right, so a lie. Zero Hedge had an article, and I was gonna the title this that the IMF is uh, releasing or revealing this unicorn. But in Zero Hedge's article, I guess they're missing a few things. It was, this this unicorn was revealed, mm. okay, at the um, IMS, I, IMF spring meeting. And so I'm going to kind of go over this article. To, uh, at the International Monetary Fund spring meeting, the Digital Currency Monetary Authority, the DCMA, announced their official launch of an international central bank digital currency that strengthens the monetary sovereignty of participating central banks and complies with the recent crypto assets policy recommendations French president. proposed by the IMS. 
The Universal Monetary Unit, the UMU, symbolized as ANSI character U with the two dots up top, is legally a money commodity, can transact in any legal tender settlement currency, and functions like a CBDC to enforce banking regulations and to protect the financial integrity of the international banking system. As the press release quoted above indicates, this new universal monetary unit was created by the Digital Currency Monetary Authority. So who is the Digital Currency Monetary Authority? The press release says that the organization consists of sovereign states, central banks, commercial and retail banks, and other financial institutions. The DCMA is a world leader in the advocacy of digital currency and monetary policy innovations for governments and central banks. Membership with the DCMA consists of sovereign states, central banks, commercial and retail banks, and other financial institutions. Basically, it sounds like a secretive cabal of international banks and national governments, and they are conspiring to push this new currency. We are being told that the Universal Monetary Unit is a Crypto 2.0, and those that created it are hoping that it will be widely adopted by all constituencies in the global commodity. The DCMA introduces Universal Monetary Unit as Crypto 2.0 because it innovates a new wave of cryptographic technologies for realizing a digital currency public monetary system with a widespread adoption framework encompassing all uh, use cases of all constituencies in the global economy. Of course, the Digital Currency Monetary Authority is not the only one that has been working on a new digital currency. The UK has been working on one. The same is true for the European Union. And I need to look into this more, but I do believe that I saw that the European Union is going to um, ban any cash transactions over a thousand euros. Wow. Yeah. I think I've got an article of, uh, for sure from France. I think Lynette was talking about this. So don't be surprised if that if that takes place. Define cash transaction, though, because when, like, I'm still old-fashioned enough to think of a cash I transaction believe that as, they're like, talking about hand-to-hand. Hand like, yes, hand-to-hand. So not actually, like, dollars, but, like, literal cash. No, no, we're not talking about a, a swift move to CBDCs. Right. We're talking about hand money. So how can you ban transactions in cash? They're doing it in Nigeria, remember? I'm saying, how can you ban transactions in cash? I don't know. I don't know. Find somebody who's doing it in the rest. This is what you. This reminds me of. Reminds me of gun control. Because the criminals are still going to walk into the movie in the warehouse in the middle of nowhere with their suitcases full of cash. They're not going to listen to your laws of limiting your transactions of cash. So we know that the U.S. is working on a digital form of, of the U.S. dollar. The IMF has actually already put together an extensive handbook, quote, to assist central banks and governments throughout the world in their CBDC rollouts. The International Monetary Fund is putting together a central bank digital currency handbook to assist central banks and governments throughout the world in their rollouts, CBDC rollouts. Published publicly on April 10th, the IMF approach to central bank digital currency capacity development report outlines the IMF's multi-year strategy for aiding CBDC, roll CBDC rollouts, including the development of a living CBDC handbook. A lot of people out there will cheer when these digital currencies are introduced, but it is imperative to understand that once everyone is using them, your financial privacy will be almost totally gone. 
Authorities will be able to track virtually everything you buy and sell, and I'm sure they won't be uh, they won't hes hesitate to use that information against you. Can you imagine a world in which you are restricted from buying meat for a while because you've already used your too much meat for a too much month. meat credits? Your financial pri privileges could potentially be restricted at any time at the whim of, of a government bureaucrat. And uh, this actually kind of goes to an article in Germany where. The, I think it, let's see if I can find this one. The German government is set to try to curb energy uses by um, 25%. Here it is. The government's draft law in Germany demands all businesses to cut their energy consumption by 26.5% by 2030 in seven years, plunging the country into energy poverty Huge self-harm. So Germany plans to curb private and public sector energy consumption by 26.5%. So I would think that a CBDC would be perfect for this. You mm -hmm. have used too much energy. You can't use your money on energy anymore. Right. So, you know? so Leah, maybe you could explain for those that don't get it. And even honestly, I don't get it. So maybe explain it for me. How is it that we're, we, we say this on the show, if we switch to CBDCs, they will be able to control what you spend. But we found that even in Canada, when it came to the truckers, they just shut down their bank accounts, regular non-CBDC bank accounts. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, why is it going to be much easier for them to control your spending with a CBDC versus just, you know, seizing your bank account? Like, how will they, so, so maybe because. Because then your bank account, they don't know what you're spending it on. They're not keeping track. It's not in a system. But now, the, 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 supposedly, if they came out and let everybody know that they were, that, that the, they have access to all of everybody's bank stuff, that's a different story. So, but, like, you're right. So, I get my, my, you know, I do use um, debit cards and credit cards, right, for purchases, so on those statements, it doesn't exactly say what I purchased. It says where I purchased. Well, there's that. And then imagine. So they do know where you're purchasing. So imagine PayPal, right? So right now, PayPal is an interim between the current, the, the normal banking system. Right. It's online. Yeah. It works through the banking system. Well, the government obviously was tracking somehow these PayPal payments and the Uber payments and the Venmos. And they said, you know what? I need everybody to start reporting this on their taxes because that's one way we're going to swoop that in. Right. There is, there's, it's way easier to spy and get a hold of the transactions going with PayPal than it is for me to go to the bank, write a check to somebody. Well, we're they not talking about checks. I'm talking about like. No, but I'm talking about traditional banking. Okay. Versus a PayPal versus a CBDC. But what CBDC about credit cards is PayPal on, on steroids. What about credit cards and debit cards? Because like because I'm okay, that's what I'm saying. Credit cards, um, a credit card system seems from what I'm understanding, the credit card system is a system like you have to take your. It's a physical card usually, and you can t it. It has a physical something. PayPal has nothing physical. It's all online. Okay. I PayPal think what, is a... I it, think what you're trying to say or get at is that 
supposedly your bank account is a closed system that the government is not supposed to be and looking at. And supposedly your credit cards are, are a closed system, but you and I both eBay, know that they're not, though. eBay so, and Venmo, people post on Venmo, it's, it's, it's an open system. eBay, kind of open system, um, but... Well, nobody the, has the ability to look and see what you've purchased unless you give them that ability. Unless you post it publicly. Okay, PayPal is what I mean to see. But, <clears throat> but eBay, people... Well, even PayPal. Yeah. Like, the government would have to, again, I think, get a subpoena. No, they would, but I, all I know... What I'm saying is, is there a difference? Is there something in the CBDCs that, because it is central bank, because it's government, that gives them just direct... We just have the... We have the right to look at your transactions just based on the fact that this is a central bank digital currency. Is that what we're saying? I, I'm i just trying to understand it. Like, how is it that, because everyone is saying this. You're not, I'm not saying that you're the only, you're just re reporting what everyone else is saying. Everyone else is saying that the central bank digital currencies are going to make it so that they can control whether you've bought too much meat, you don't get to buy the meat. So you go to the grocery store, you put in whatever it is they're going to have you use for this, and it goes through your list. The and, and, okay. and who's doing this? Like they, your, your answer lies in what's crypto? What is crypto? Well, crypto is supposed to be super closed too. That's what I'm But the CBDCs are, no, 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 not what is crypto and privacy? What is crypto period? Okay. What, how does crypto operate? Right. Nothing we have right now operates like crypto. That's why it's called crypto. It's a whole different kind of kind of storage of your money. Okay? It's a system in that system, right? And you have it's to a system you even actually in that have to system. have <clears throat> people who will take crypto if you want to use crypto. Otherwise, you have to go through a series of moves to get the crypto out. Yeah. Into a cash form. CBDCs are crypto, okay, but with the government knowing who you are, you're authenticated, and yes, can track your your purchases. Not just track it, but you're saying to control it. It could they could control, but they will be tracking. So what I'm saying is, it's inherent within the central bank digital currencies to track, to track. Like it just and it's there's no bones about it. It just is not just track, but then possibly control. Yeah, uh, um, <clears throat> as opponents of central bank digital currencies are getting more vocal in their criticism of this type of digital version of paper money that many countries are either adopting or either close to doing so, this is one of the pillars of the financial globalism. The International Monetary Fund has made its stance very clear. No, here's the thing. Think about this. If we move to all CBDCs, Mm -hmm. You cannot do any hand-to-hand -hand transactions. No, that I get. I'm saying the difference between me putting my credit card into a system or my credit card number into a system versus this. I believe because Visa that they is one company, Mastercard is one company, okay. American Express because is it's one a government company. company. Is what you're this, saying? This is a central digital thing where it's all one. Okay. So the IMF spring meetings this year saw it's it's a conglomeration. Mm -hmm. If everybody's banks would all be compiled into one, okay. Let's see. Where am I? The scheme is supposed to allow for digital cross-border payments uh, modeled after SWIFT, 
and promises best wholesale exchange rates of settlement currencies and real-time settlement while bypassing the correspondent banking system. Bypassing the banking system. Yeah. At the same time, the IMF officials are describing the current cross-border payment system as slow, expensive, and risky, while declaring that the UMU's goal is not disruption of the international monetary system, uh, but to strengthen it. Not only that, but the IMF looks to set on rebranding the term crypto, normally associated with decentralized digital currencies that leave central banks and governments out of the equation. Crypto 2.0 is how the IMF would market the UMU, likely the CBDCs in general. Meanwhile, critics of CBDCs are using strong words to express their opposition to the trend, what, with some calling it a path towards financial slavery that is always a handy companion to political tyranny. If you're, if it's, if you're stuck in one system, it says uh, mo more criticism has to do with the CBDCs being seen as a way of introducing social credits and digital IDs, thus having individuals fully ceding to the government control over their assets and or amount they spend. Unlike cash and decentralized crypto, CBDCs are feared to spell the end of private financial affairs and usher in even more surveillance by the authorities. I, I You won't have, nothing will be private. Mm -hmm. Any transaction will be seen by any, by, by the government. Yeah. Okay. Your privacy will be over. So guys, um, just insert, I need to do a, a tech check. I don't know why our video's not showing up on our list of videos on Rumble. If you want to watch on Rumble, um, you have to just click on the link that I'm going to put in the chat. I know we've got people on DLive and people on CloudHub and people on Facebook. If you want to be watching on Rumble, um, you'll have to use the link because it's there. It's just not showing up in our list of videos today, and I don't know why. Hmm. Very strange. Hopefully it'll catch up at some point. It's not listed as private. It's listed as public. So I'll grab the link so you guys can um, feel free to watch on whatever platform you're watching. I'm just saying if you prefer to watch on Rumble for whatever reason, I'm going to put the link in the chat. All right. Uh, well, because normally you have a huge follow watching on it's, Rumble. I know. Watch. I, this I know. Is I'm an believing you. Window. There's. It's the video's not there. I'm believing you that it's not I don't there. Know why That's it's not strange there. there. I'm missing my rumby peeps. I know. On Sunday. All right. Uh, you guys, you can keep working on that. Biden went to Ireland. Wants us to lick the world together. You know, President Joe Biden committed a number of gaffes and awkward moments this week as he toured Ireland with his family members. As a self-proclaimed gaffe machine, Biden continued his streak of errors during the three separate events, causing social media to erupt. Here are the top three. Speaking Wednesday at the Ulster University, Northern Ireland's regional university, Biden claimed his Oval Office was in the United States Capitol instead of the White House. <laughs> Which he properly identified later in his remarks. As you, walk, as you walk into my office, in the Oval Office, in the United States Capitol, guess what? You know who founded, designed, and built the White House? An Irishman. Not a joke. That had to be a joke because an Irishman, uh, did an Irishman build the Capitol? I don't know. Biden gives motivational advice. During a state dinner in Ireland on Thursday, Biden told the audience to go lick the world in reference to cooperation between the United States and Ireland. And then uh, Biden raises some political sensitivities. At the end of the rambling speech in a pub on Wednesday, Biden confused New Zealand's fierce All Blacks rugby team with the Black and Tans British Security Forces Unit. The Black and Tans fought the Irish Republican Army nearly 100 years ago. Biden standing next to star rugby player 
Rob Kearney tried to compliment Kearney's successful career where when Ireland's rugby team defeated the All Blacks for the first time in 11 years, he's a heck of a rugby player and he beat the heck out of the Black and Tans. Um, Biden's trip also had a number of unusual moments. Those included multiple commands of telling people, don't jump, and claiming he will never return to the United States. He told Irish officials the most existential threat to the world was climate change. The single, single existential threat to the world is climate change, he said. We don't have a lot of time, and that's a fact. Biden also renewed claims that he had traveled 17,000 miles with Chinese President Xi Jinping, according to the White Washington Post. A White House official conceded that Biden's line of traveling with Xi is not accurate. Just not accurate. So, I don't know if you're still working on that or not. I can but pull stuff up. I am still working on it. it. I'm told Donna says it's on our Mass Fade 3 channel, but not on Resistance Chicks over there, which is stupid that there's two channels. It's a long story. <laughs> um, but it's showing on Resistance Chicks on my end, which is strange. So, I can't fix it. Oh, see, there it is. It's Mass Fade 3, not Resistance Chicks. Oh. Huh. Interesting. I usually can fix it. So we can keep going. I'll try to work on it as I can. Okay. Sorry. Could you bring up uh, my Twitter, please, that I just retweeted? Here's Biden um, calling, he called the all blacks the black and tans. So we're, you're, when you're fighting, fighting big time. This is embarrassing. Right here was a hell of a rugby player. And they beat the hell of the black and tans. Oh, God. But... <laughs> But it was when you were at a soldier field, wasn't it, Jane? Chicago. Chicago. And uh, after it was all over, uh, uh, he uh, gave my brother, allegedly for me, but if it wasn't, I still took it. I still got the tie. I wore it with great pride. Okay. Right. Now, if you go back and refresh, and we're going to lick the world here in a second. This is so fun. Thanks, Joe. There's nothing our nations can't achieve if we do it together. I really mean it. So thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go lick, lick the world. Let's get it done. My heart. There's nothing our nations can't achieve if we do it together. I really mean it. So thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go lick, lick the world. Let's get it done. My heart. Okay. There's nothing. Okay. He's licking the world. We are licking the world. I don't have any. I don't have words for that. I'm just like. Joe, uh, but here's the deal. On Friday, we said this because we covered this on Friday, which you probably didn't see because the Brideon segment didn't go up. Uh, what he meant was, let's just go get him, right? And he said that, let's go get him. Unfortunately, it was just a really poor choice of, of words for what he meant, but it's not like it, you can use that word, lick means to to take them out to beat them it's not like you can't use that word right it's not like you use it improperly it's just that it it was awkward the way that it was done why are you licking the world what do you need to lick what why we, do you what, need to beat the world what, what world who are, are we beating? beating exactly right maybe if you could lick climate change that makes more sense the, exactly but he's just always so stuck on ice cream he can't think about anything else let's go lick all right, so Nigel Farage is weighing in on uh, Joe Biden snubbing the UK during his four-day visit to Ireland. 
Joe Biden has been accused of deliberately snubbing the union flag of the United Kingdom by Brexit leader Nigel Farage in what amounts to the latest scandal from the commander-in-chief Gaff Prom adventure on the island. The White House had already been forced to deny that Biden is anti-British <laughs> over his behavior both before and during the trip, with the president burning bridges left and right with conservatives in the UK. Now, in a report for GB News, Farage said that he believes that Biden deliberately snubbed the UK's flag, citing the banner's mysterious absence from the president's armored limousine known as the Beast. Could you bring this up real quick? It's up. Well, there's been acres of speculation as to whether Joe Biden is anti-British. Some even speculated that he hated the United Kingdom. A word that I thought was too strong, but some pretty conclusive evidence has come to us here at GB News that suggests he did willfully snub the Union flag when he was in Northern Ireland on Tuesday evening. So let's have a look at a sequence of how Americans behave with their cars. The beast, of course, as the presidential car is known. Let's have a look at how they behave when they're here. Let's go for President Obama in Enniskillen, Northern Ireland in 2013. So here he was, here he was, the American president, and he's flying the American national flag. And yes, for those watching on television, you can see inside the red circle, there is the Union flag or Union Jack, if you prefer. And then when Joe Biden was president and he came to Scotland in 2021, for COP26. What flags did he fly on his car on that day? Well, actually, it's pretty clear for all to see that what in, in this massive, massive entourage that arrived at COP26 and goes around with American presidents, but very easy to see that he flew in Scotland, yes, the American flag, and there it is, the Union flag being flown as well. So when he's in Scotland, Joe Biden flies the Union flag. And when he's in the Republic of Ireland, as he was yesterday and today, well, it's pretty clear what he flies there, because there he flies the American flag, and yes, the Irish national flag, or tree colour, if you prefer. But on Tuesday night, in Northern Ireland, what did the beast have in terms okay, of so flags? Here it is. Okay. Here's the evidence we need. There's the American flag, the stars and stripes, and there is a flag with a presidential seal. He oh. willfully and deliberately chose and opted, along with the White House, not to fly the Union flag. Now, you know, staying a member of the Union is perhaps even more controversial in Scotland than it is in some ways, or numerically at least, in Northern Ireland. I believe this to be a deliberate snub. That is deliberate. Earlier on, we asked Arlene Foster, the former First Minister of Northern Ireland, what her reaction to this was. I think we need to find out why that was the case, and his administration should be asked why he did not think it suitable to fly the national flag of Northern Ireland when he was in this jurisdiction. Uh, because uh, if I hope it's not the case that he doesn't recognise Northern Ireland's place within the United Kingdom, which of course is part of the Belfast Agreement, but it would be very interesting to hear what the administration has to say in relation to this issue. Well, Arlene, we have asked the White House what the reason was. We even tried the Northern Ireland office, who referred us to the White House. We're waiting for an answer. If it comes during this show, we'll let you know. So you tell me, do you agree with me that Joe Biden is 
anti-British Farage at gbnews.uk. Okay. So that's very interesting. Now, today's been... A so I misspoke there. So he, he, he flew the, the Irish Republic flag when he was in Lower Ireland, okay? And when he was in um, Northern Ireland, which is part of the um, Great Britain, he flew his own presidential seal. But he, when he was in Scotland, he flew the Union flag. I don't... Here's the deal. He is so Irish. No, he's Irish. He has friends with the IRA. He is... He is... I think he's unified I Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. He is unified. He is Irish. He is... He. I think he is Republic of I Ireland, and he wants to see that, but he's pro-EU. So he wants to see the Republic of Ireland in the EU. And all of Ireland in the EU. And... But, okay... <clears throat> Again, though, back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Is it Joe Biden doing these things? I think. Do it, you think Joe made that decision? Do you think Joe is, is cognitive enough to go, hey, make sure the flag you fly on the front of the car, you know what I mean, isn't the it's, UK I think, flag? I think deep inside he's got that... Um, He's got he's got that Irish Catholic thing. So you, going I'm on. saying you think he instigated it. You think he's with it enough to instigate that, and that's. I think his he's decision. had it his whole life. I think okay. that's that's what he he has. I think that the IRA and um, the violence there. It it was never really to me when I watched from the outside about religion, but um, Northern Ireland being Protestant and part mm -hmm. of the Anglican Church. Yeah, and he's pro Irish <clears throat> Catholic and. Uh, he was visiting his family, so I think he was. That was definitely a anti-UK snub there. Faux show, faux show. Okay, so Macron, President Macron has become a madman, says senior opposition MP Boris Vallud, who leads the Socialist Party within the French Parliament, has described Emmanuel Macron as being a madman in an interview. The denunciation is one of many others leveled. At the French president in recent days, with the head of state angering allies and enemies alike with his aggressive push to pass the reforms at any cost. According to a report in Le Figaro, um, Velude lashed out at Macron's continued bullheaded support for his pension reform system, something that is overwhelmingly unpopular in the country. I do not accept that Mar Emmanuel Macron has a mandate to apply this reform. He meanwhile described Macron as seemingly becoming ever more entrenched in the Elise Palace, as opposition to him mounts, attacking the obstinacy of the president, who he now considers a madman, who has opted to lash out at the general public for opposing him rather than listen to their perspectives. Humiliation is a form of government method with Emmanuel Macron, adding that France was now in a democratic crisis thanks to Macron. In response to the French president's forcing through his extremely unpopular pension reforms, the senior socialist said that his party was now demanding on was planning on tabling a new bill in the country's parliament aimed at reversing the forcibly in implemented changes. It would give way it to it would be a way to give a voice to the French who demand a form of continuous democracy. They're saying. Um, so we'll see where that goes. If you could bring up the two YouTubes I have up, we're gonna let the mainstream media, and then we're gonna play some more videos of the protests here in or there in France over these reforms. Springtime in Paris after a season of pension protests. Now it's crunch time. For the 12th week, there's been organized action across France, 
driven by unions and ordinary workers, underpinned by crippling strikes, supported by the young and old. So you're 68 now. Right. What difference did it make to you retiring at 62? Oh, OK, but it's, uh, it was a relieving because uh, I can uh, enjoy the life. This demonstration is particularly significant. People really want to get their voices heard because it comes on the eve of a critical ruling which will decide whether or not the French government under President Emmanuel Macron acted within the French constitution in trying to raise the pension age from 62 to 64. In Paris and in other cities, things inevitably turned violent. The demonstrations have gone on for so long, it's almost like choreographed theatre, with a rump of hardcore protesters, the so-called black bloc, adept at playing cat and mouse with the riot police. But there's more to the anger. On this pension issue, the demonstrators say France is no beacon of democracy. President Macron has tried to bypass Parliament, where he doesn't hold a majority, to push the measures through. And it's not just about raising the pension age. No, no, no. I guess we we are here for all the problems we have in France, not all about just about the pension, because it's more than that, way more than that. President Macron says the pension changes are a necessity in the face of spiralling inflation and the cost of living. The decision of France's Constitutional Council will likely embolden one side or the other though it's hard to see how the protests, even in the face of tear gas and determined police tactics, will easily subside. Okay, Lisa Holland, Sky one, News. But what I meant by the mainstream media covering this King Charles. is that, oops, maybe it's this one. Um, <laughs> you notice they didn't, they, the mainstream media didn't cover any of the lockdown protests. No. Okay. Same Emmanuel people. Macron has signed into law a bill that will raise the country's retirement age. It will progressively go up from 62 to 64. The change is creating a lot of anger in the country and more violent protests. CBC's Dominic Valaitis is following this story for us from London. He joins us now. So, Dominic, good morning. Tell us about the new law and the latest on these protests. Yeah, good morning, Hillary. Well, Macron signed it into law in the early hours of this morning after France's Constitutional Council, which is the highest constitutional authority in the country, approved key elements of it, including, uh, as you say, the big one, which is raising the retirement age from 62 uh, to 64. And it will come into effect, we're told, uh, from September 1st. Now, the pension system uh, is a cornerstone of France's cherished social protection model. And the drive to raise the retirement age has sparked considerable anger in France. We've seen uh, weeks of protests and strikes leading up to this point. And immediately after the Constitutional Council approved the change, protests and disorder erupted pretty much across the entire country. In Paris, uh, riot police struggled to contain protesters, some of whom set fires uh, in the streets. The authorities say 112 people were arrested there, but fires were also lit during demonstrations in Nantes, where the uh, uh, police reportedly had to use water cannon to prevent crowds from storming the local town hall, and in Rennes, where uh, the entrance to a police station was actually set on fire. But disorder uh, Hillary also reported in Marseille, Toulouse uh, and Lyon, France's third biggest city, where police had to use tear gas to break up the crowd. So considerable unrest overnight and all across the country, too. So I want to show you guys um, if you could bring up a few 
uh, tweets here. I don't know if I just tweeted them out or if I opened them up. Um, I think I go to my Twitter feed. You're going to see um, the violence. I, I have to wonder, as I'm watching some of the violent, let's hold on a few, a few more. <laughs> okay. You're going to see some violent protests, right? Starting here. Of police brutality. And I just wonder what gets these police, these French police know that they will be, they're like, I feel like they're like MMF fighters. And they're and deep inside. If you want to be a French police officer, it's because you really want to Beat just kind of fight. Okay, there's a lot. They're, they're very forceful with this. Okay, watch a couple more. Scrolling down. CBC News or one, the, I'm not sure which one I said. It's like choreographed. The black so. block people come out. The the police come out. The black block people come out. The police come out. And then in between, if you actually have something that you really want to protest, it's lost. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Scroll down. Okay, yeah. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Um, Amnesty have condemned some of these unnecessary um, police brutality videos. Um, since protesters started, uh, police have been misusing batons, uh, strike, strike people. They, they, they hit them and run away. Um, the protesters are opposing pension reforms. You know this. So it... Guys, this is a very strange situation. Um, and you guys in the, the UK have said, oh, here goes the French again. They're protesting again. Yeah. So I would say this. If you actually had something that was right to protest, then you need God on your side. Because you're not going to get God on your side protesting violently and burning things down for a retirement pension. You're just not. And the socialism that has been created in France is it teaches kids, you just work as minimally as possible, 
until you can retire and live off of somebody else living as minimally as possible, working as minimally as possible. That's the way communism works. Okay. So, uh, you always want to live off of someone else. Ripaza says another frog protest with three eye roll emojis. Stuart the Brit says the French are good at protesting. They hop fast from one place to another froggies like an England slash France soccer after a match. Um, and wants to know, was he pulling a caveman and dragging that one girl by her hair? Yes. Uh, Barry says, funny thing is the frogs are great at rioting, but rubbish at fighting wars. Look at all the wars they lost against the Brits and the Germans in the last 200 years. It's <laughs> a good point. So they're good at fighting each other is what he's saying. Yes. And getting angry like family fights, but they're not good at fighting real enemies. You know, and that's, and that's the truth because you look at the French Revolution and they were very good at killing each other. Right. They were very good, whether it's the French uh, aristocracy or the everyday people with their revolution. I'm, when you read the Founding Fathers, who were very much behind the French Revolution, and how it devolved, they were shocked. They couldn't understand how things could go get so out of hand. And how it was not ever really about freedom. It's not about freedom for the French. Okay. It's about it when you have an atheist viewpoint, you're never going to come to a cohesive, rational thought mm -hmm. and government. Yeah, that's a good. Point. Because democracy is mob rule, and our founding fathers hated it. Democracy, democracy, democracy. Well, democracy gets people hung. Democracy sees people stoned. Okay, that's why we have. A constitutional republic that is only made for religious and moral people. Only made for people who prefer one another above themselves. You know, you also see over the years, though, um, a lot of countries have adopted something that's it's similar to our constitutional republic since. I mean, you look at the way that, that a lot of countries do their elections. Mm -hmm. um, you, you see it's not a just system of representation. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really fascinating. So we can say that we're unique, but really... We're not. We just uh, set a precedent, I think. We were supposed to. That's what our founding fathers wanted us to do. Yeah. Right? The UN seeks vast new powers for global emergencies. Shocker. Tell me something I didn't know. The United Nations is seeking vast new powers and stronger global government's tools to deal with international emergencies such as pandemics and economic uh, crises. A new UN policy brief has revealed, and the Biden administration appears to support the proposal. The plan to create, quote, an emergency platform, which would involve a set of protocols activated during crisis that could affect billions of people, has already drawn uh, concern amongst uh, lawmakers here in the United States. Looks like Michael McLeod from Texas says, we must be sure that any global protocol or platform operated by the UN respects U.S. national sovereignty and U.S. Uh, uh, taxpayers. The UN documents and statements released in March by key leaders of the global organization make clear that climate change is a major piece of the UN emergencies agenda. Other critics who spoke to the Epoch Times expressed concern about the influence of the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, within the UN. The global organization's well-documented corruption problems and its track record of dealing with previous emergencies. Allowing the UN to deal with this is the equivalent of putting the CCP in charge of global emergencies. In a policy brief dubbed Our Common Agenda, headlined Strengthening the International Response to Complex Shocks. That's an interesting word. 
complex shocks in emergency platform. The UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres laid out his vision for empowering the global organization to deal with the global crisis. The challenges we face can only be addressed through stronger international cooperation, Guterres declared, calling for strengthening global governments for current and future generations. The policy brief builds on an earlier common agenda document that comes as UN leaders outline the plans for a summit of the future. <laughs> that sounds promising. And set to be held during the General Assembly's annual high-level meeting in September. If it gets a green light from member states, the global emergency protocols will be triggered automatically in case of a global crisis. Well, who is going to call it a crisis? Regardless of the type or nature of the crisis involved. Wait. However, whenever, whatever we want to do to you, we will just... They can it'll make just be up a crisis. Yeah. Anything could become a crisis. Yes. Whether it's global warming, economic failure, another pandemic. I mean, you name it. They could just pull it out of a hat and it could be not even that severe. There goes the rabbit just jumping And then around. the next thing you know, you've got... Hop, 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 climate crisis. Oh, my boom, boom, gosh. Boom. I'm just going to pull this out of a hat. I'm going to pull that out of a hat. Magic trick. Don't now, I'm hoping this is okay to play on the book of the face. I got Agenda 2030. Watch no this very my. nice explanation here. No. Another yes. one of these. Yes. Because here's the good news as we play, before we play this. Remember, they had Agenda 2021. 2020 worked out pretty well for them, didn't it? But it didn't work. I don't think it did what they needed it to do, they, which is why they had to put it out another, you know, seven so, or eight years. Yep. Right? This is a plan that was agreed to by 179 nations. It's called the Agenda for the 21st Century. It's a totalitarian state to being developed right now all over the world. It is the inventory and control plan. Inventory and control of all land, all water, all minerals, all plants, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all food, all energy, all information, and all human beings in the world. And this is a plan that was agreed to by 179 nations back in 1992. It's a United Nations plan. It's called the Agenda for the 21st Century. And so many of us around the world think that, um, well, sustainable development, it just sounds- Everybody thought Agenda 21 was for 2021. Agenda 21 was for the 21st century. Mm. So great. Isn't it about recycling and creative reuse and, uh, and creating energy and food resources for everyone? And the answer is no, it really is not. It's about moving populations into city centers, concentrated city centers, and clearing them out of the rural areas. All systems have to be brought into harmony in order to control them all. Because when systems don't meet, when they're, when they're out of balance or not in sync with one another, they can't be controlled centrally. And the goal of Agenda 21 is one world government and total control from a central unit. Every nation that signed on to Agenda 21 has its, uh, its local Agenda 21 plan. People in the United States are completely unaware of this. If I go out and talk about this, the United States press will, attacks me.
and calls me which is it's totally ridiculous it is a but it's not a theory it's a fact the three pillars of United Nations Agenda 21 are economy ecology and equity the three E's and everyone sort of thinks that they know what that means the idea of social equity it must mean that well everyone's going to have access to clean water and clean air and uh, no one's uh, property is going to be used as a dumping ground because they are at a poverty level but really what social equity is about is about impoverishing huge portions of the population and bringing down uh, develop the developed nations everything that we're looking at now is destined to collapse our economies. It's a totalitarian state to being developed right now all over the world. And what major corporations want in this development is to be able to, uh, to have move, full movement of, of, uh, of workers without borders or boundaries, to be able to move their goods through without regulations, and to reduce wages. And so this is the goal. So this is what you find with social equity. And of course, economy and uh, ecology is about, these are the three circles, economy, ecology, and social equity. And where they meet in the center is balance. But really that balance is a communitarian balance. So it's not balance of well-being of the people. What it is is it's a balance for corporations so that they can exploit and control and have populations in an area, in tightly packed, dense areas, so that they can be surveilled and managed. And this is what that balance looks like as far as the development of totalitarian state is. The mainstream media is owned by five major corporations, and you're not going to get this information from the mainstream press. So you need to be your own press. You need to educate yourself. Okay. You need to get out there and educate. That's why you guys are here today. You know, uh, it, this is what I kept thinking. But that EEE thing is real. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so this was not, and they bleeped out conspiracy theories, which I thought was hilarious. Right. This has been for you this is, this is, this is um, very real. And I don't know if you were going to talk about my thought that I had. I don't know, was I? Well, it's like the same spirit that happened in the turn of the century in the late 1800s where the you Industrial saw Revolution. Vanderbilt, he wanted all control. It's like a it's like an all-consuming spirit that enters into people. Mm -hmm. Like and then Rockefeller was fighting uh, Vanderbilt for all control, right? And then Carnegie and Rockefeller were fighting for all control, now, all and power that's just to be top dog. Kind of in the United States, but you could look at the different kind of times throughout history where well, we've then you seen had Hitler this. fighting exactly. for all control. Right. And then Great Britain, I know, I love you guys, but you were fighting for all control. It's within man. It's the, it's the drive of man. No, actually, I was thinking more surface. Our friend um, Mark Pierce of Voices of the Patriots in Indiana has been sending us text messages because, like we covered on Friday, there was a, um, a, a factory that had, not a factory, factory, but it was a warehouse that was storing a bunch of, like, plastic. It was a recycling place and it, that was storing plastic. But the guy recycles. couldn't get rid of the building, actually. You know, it was just being stored there, and it was he didn't know what to do they with it. They were recyclables. So um, it burned up in it the, last week. And it created this awful cloud, uh, so much so that Mark said he went outside to take a picture, and his lips were burning, burning. and his face was burning. 
And then he sent me a message today <clears throat> saying that it's happened in Indianapolis. Is that right? Is that the place? Yeah, where another he said? place. Yeah. Another one has uh, happened again. So um, the one here in Richmond, in Georgia, they're telling them to evacuate. So there was two. Is there one in Georgia? Oh, in Georgia, Indiana. No, mm -hmm. a factory in Indianapolis, a landfill in Modoc, and then another fire almost identical to the one in Richmond in Georgia. So there's several, actually, that he's listing, these plastic pallet factories. And as I was listening to this lady talking about how, if, if their goal really is <clears throat> to get people from the rural areas, how would they implement that quickly in, on mm -hmm. a pandemic level? You would start doing things like what happened in East Palestine or in Richmond and make the rural areas uninhabitable. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what came to mind. And so and so we watched Donald Trump um, with his 10 cities. Not a good idea. No, no, it's not a good idea. But I believe that they are going to fail. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to try. Mm -hmm. You can't fail something that you didn't try. <laughs> That's true that you didn't attempt. You didn't attempt. <clears throat> China, Russia, Iran, Pakistan hold meeting to deal with Afghan economic collapse. This is very interesting. So we caused a giant uh, kind of a hole. It's like pulling a tooth and it's gotten affected over there in the Middle East. The foreign ministers of Iran, Russia, China, and Pakistan held four-way talks on the 13th of April in the Uzbek city of Sema, uh, Samarkand on the sidelines. Here it comes. Oh. Bananas. <laughs> Excuse me. Of the fourth regional meeting of Afghanistan. There was yeah, just life your face. That's random a sneeze. sneeze. Big sneeze down here. I, I usually, I used to sneeze like once an episode. And you know what? We, you don't even have, like, you and I don't have any, we don't have girly sneezes. I mean, if you sneeze, you're going to, we're, you're going to get this full satisfaction of that sneeze. I don't know. It's going to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're going to help fix this thing, this fourth regional meeting of Afghanistan's neighbors, where various issues and concerns regarding Afghanistan were discussed. Uh, so you had uh, Sergey Lagrov, uh, uh, China, all these guys together. And following the meeting, they uh, one guy said that he and the other diplomats discussed a wide range of issues regarding Afghanistan, including a recent surge in extremist activity. Problems caused by U.S. sanctions, the poor living conditions of the Afghan people, and the flow of Afghan refugees into Iran. The Iranian uh, former minister stressed the importance of countering drug trafficking originating in the country and the Taliban government's responsibility in that area. He also strongly criticized the continued ban on female education in the country, which Iran has repeatedly listed as a condition for its recognition of the interim government. In this report, the diplomats discuss steps to bring about a political settlement that includes an inclusive government, something Beijing has cons also consistently called on the Islamic Emirate of, Afri of Af Afghanistan, the IEA, to implement. They also discuss ways to stabilize humanitarian and socioeconomic conditions in the country, particularly through the development of the regional economic uh, integration and the implementation of transport and energy product projects and co with Cabal's participation. This is a very interesting situation that we see here because uh, Russia uh, invaded Afghanistan. Um, was that in the eighties, guys? Eighties, nineties? It didn't. Le it didn't. Um, didn't go well. Uh, it seems like the uh, sheep herders are good fighters. 
But China has positioned itself as a world peacemaker, which is very dangerous in a way. Mm -hmm. China has... In has bypassed the United States completely. We are a nobody anymore. And we thought we would always stay on top. You know, I feel like I just got a word from the Lord as you were speaking. And I'll be careful how I say this on Facebook. China decided in 2020, it just couldn't be Trump. And this is literally what I heard the voice of the Lord said. This was China's stance. And we've been joking. They had, they said, it has to be Joe. We want Joe. Mm -hmm. They didn't care. They did not care. It just had to be a patsy and not Trump. And here's why. Because Trump was becoming that, that position of that world peacemaker, right? He was putting himself in that world peacemaking position. No other president would have done that. I don't, I can't even think of even the Republican presidents that I would have wanted to, that I would have voted for. When he entered a right? room, those world leaders were like, Looked, and they paid attention. It's Trump. Even if they didn't like him, they but his, suspected his, his goal presence. was to, to, he's a good negotiator. That's what he does. He's the best. So he is the he is eager to get in front of these nations. Let's talk Turkey. How can we make this work, right? And China is like, no, 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 no. That's not that's not our plan. Our plan is for us to take that position. So whatever it is, it cannot be Trump. You're seeing that China is all too happy to side right now with Russia. Mm-hmm. And to create an alliance with the outcasts, right. Iran, Russia, China. China holds all the balls. China has everything that we need, okay, that we need to survive. China controls the world. Right. China literally controls the world. And so, yeah, this is a pretty crazy thing. This is, uh, this is, this is a move towards... A one, a new world. But this order, goes. A it, this order. speaks to the unicorn. This speaks to what we've been talking about for weeks with coming out of the world currency being the dollar, right, and switching to the yuan or the ruble or some other, you know, in, like the this unicorn, right? All of the, China is behind so much of a globalization and they have inserted themselves not just we're so self-focused here in the united states it's not just the united states you they are more inserted in some other countries like africa than they even are here in the united states mm -hmm. they're everywhere yeah so it's been no secret that the u.s and poland uh have made some really intense ties and speaking to our polish viewers they want that uh they've always wanted a u.s base in poland uh particularly on with the military coordination this has been especially on display since the Russian invasion of uh, Ukraine. Poland's prime minister on Thursday lashed out at French President Emmanuel Macron's controversial China comments, which came just after his visit with Xi Jinping. Morvecki openly mocked the French leader's call for European strategic autonomy, which included follow-up comments about not being Washington's vassals. European autonomy sounds fancy, doesn't it? But it means shifting the center of European gravity towards China and severing ties with the U.S., said Morvecki. 
Short-sighted, they look to China to be able to sell more EU products there at huge geopolitical costs, making us more dependent on China and not less. Some European countries are trying to make with China the same mistake which was made with Russia, this dramatic mistake. His scathing uh, critique of Macron's words, which um, I guess looks like Zero Hedge spoke of, Macron says Europe should reduce dependence on the U.S. dollar and seek strategic autonomy. So the United States combat, as the United States combats a recent flood of countries de-dollarizing, trading commodities and other currencies, the last thing that was needed was French President Emmanuel Macron amplifying the message. After spending about six hours with Xi Jinping as part of a three-day state visit to China, Macron made it extremely clear that France wants nothing to do with World War III emphasizing that Europe must employ strategic autonomy, presumably led by France, to become a third superpower. While speaking with reporters abroad, the uh, COTAM Unite, uh, France's Air Force One, the French president said that the great risk facing Europe right now is that it gets caught up in the crises that are not ours, which prevent it from building its own strategic autonomy. This isn't the first time Macron has suggested reducing dependence on the U.S. In November, the French president called for a single global order. We ain't talking about no global. We ain't talking about no new world order. What you talking about, Willis? We talking about a single global order. It is totally different than you conspiracy theories. Your new world order. Uh-uh-uh. You got crazy. We're just doing a single global order. Okay? I'm doing a single. I want a single order. Single global order. While discussing the power interests of Russia and China and the threat of war. This is insane. You know what he's saying? A single global order would include... Russia, China, everybody, okay? We are in a jungle, and we have two big elephants trying to become more and more nervous. Is that a proper translation? I don't think that's a proper translation. If they become very nervous and start a war, it will be a big problem for the rest of the jungle. You need the cooperation of a lot of other animals, tigers and monkeys and so on, you racist. Uh, China agrees. Macron's concept of a strategic autonomy was enthusiastically endorsed by Xi and the CCP, who, say, who sees themselves, I'm sure, as the head of the jungle. I thought Xi Jinping was Winnie the Pooh, the teddy bear. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Let me read some comments over here from D Live. They're really good. Um, James says, a friend told me back in the 90s that China would inherit the earth. Droopy says, Biden is in bed with China. Anne says, Macron is just another selected grunt. Stuart mm. the Brit says, grunt. they are in love with the goats. Literally never had in love. Let's see. Oop. Remove the goats. Oh, in Afghanistan will collapse. He says, they are in love with the goats. Literally never happened. Um, Britt Baza says, the saying, the pen is mightier than the sword is true. The USA tried force and lost in Afghanistan. The Chinese tried diplomacy and won over. The rights to mine Afghanistan miners, um, mineral, excuse me, there's a, there's a thing on the side covering this up. Mineral, wealth, and lithium, something stupid Biden mucked up by pulling out of Afghanistan the way that he did. Hmm. Very true. Macron's concept of strategic autonomy was enthusiastically endorsed by Xi Jinping. Uh, and that as China rises, there will be a weakening, weakening of the transatlantic relationship. The paradox would be that, overcome with panic, we believe we are just America's followers. 
the question Europeans need to answer. Is it in our interest to accelerate the cri a crisis on Taiwan? Ooh, interesting. So China is putting pressure on Germany right now. Don't come at us if we go after Taiwan. Sounds like he had a conversation with Macron. Xi Jinping. Macron did. You do, don't don't mess with us when we go after Taiwan. Don't you do it. And Macron just said, is it in our interest to accelerate a crisis on Taiwan? What do you mean, accelerate a crisis? Right now, everything's cool. Who's going to accelerate the crisis? China. The worst thing would be to think that we Euro Europeans must become followers on this topic and take our, our cue from the U.S. agenda and a Chinese overreaction. Just hours after his flight left, uh, runs out. Headed back to Paris, China launched large military exercises around Taiwan. Mm-mm. Well, they you know this deal. is coming. They made a deal. They made a deal. How do you think this is going to go down? I mean, it's going to go down. Those exercises were a response to Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen's 10-day diplomatic tour of Central America countries that included a meeting with Kevin McCarthy while she uh, transited in California. People familiar with Macron's thinking said he was happy Beijing had at least waited until he was out of Chinese airspace before launching the simulated Taiwan encirclement exercise. Jeez. Macron's submissive statements come after he and uh, Xi intensely discussed Taiwan, according to the French officials. That said, the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, who accompanied Macron, said she stressed stability in the region, telling Xi during their meeting last Thursday in Beijing that the threat of use of force to change the status quo is unacceptable. According to the report, Xi responded by calling anyone who thought they could influence the CCP on Taiwan was deluded. Europeans cannot resolve the crisis in Ukraine. How can we credibly say on Taiwan, watch out, if you do something wrong, we will be there? If you really want to increase tensions, that's the way to look at it, said Xi. According to uh, Yami Xi, a geopolitics analyst, Europe is more willing to accept a world in which China becomes a regional hegemon. Some of its leaders even believe such a world may be more advantageous to Europe. During Xi's um, trilateral talks with von der Leyen, and Macron last Thursday, the Chinese leader became upset over two things. Xi was visibly annoyed for being held responsible for the Ukraine conflict. And he downplayed his recent visit to Moscow. But wait a minute. Source. He was, Even I don't see that. Well, China is siding with Russia on this. And in world powers, balancing the chessboard. Yeah, I guess I see it. Okay. So he was... Russia is getting uh, cover cover from China on this. Uh, he was clearly enraged by the U.S. and very upset over Taiwan by the Taiwanese president's transit through the U.S. and the fact that the foreign policy issues were being raised by Europeans. <clears throat> what does he think the Taiwanese pres president shouldn't go anywhere, shouldn't travel? In this meeting, Macron and uh, von der Leyen took similar lines on Taiwan. Uh, this person said Macron subsequently spent more than four hours with the Chinese leader, much of it with only translators present. And his tone was far more conciliatory than von der Leyen's. Time to ditch the dollar. Macron suggested that Europe was too dependent on the United States for weapons and energy. Well, you're not getting anywhere with energy, so. Uh, but perhaps most notable was the suggestion that Europe needs to reduce its dependence on the extraterritorial 
territoriality of the U.S. dollar, a line uh, Moscow and Beijing have been emphasizing. If the tensions between two superpowers heat up, we won't have time or resources to finance our strategic autonomy and we will become vassals. Russia, China, Iran, and other countries have been hit by U.S. sanctions in recent years that are based on denying access to the dominant dollar-dominated global financial system. Some in Europe have complained about weaponization of the dollar by Washington, which forces European companies to give up business and cut ties with third world countries or face crippling secondary sanctions. So what these European countries and other countries are saying is that if the, if the U.S. decides to put sanctions on some country, then they have to, too. Mm -hmm. And these companies will lose business. While sitting in the stateroom of his A330 aircraft in a hoodie with the words French tech <laughs> emblazoned on his chest, Macron claimed to have already won the ideological battle on strategic autonomy for Europe. As is common in France and many other European countries, the French president's office, known as the Elise Palace, insisted on checking and pro proofreading all the president's qu quotes to be published in this particular article as a condition of granting the interview. Wow. So, where does this leave us? So we've got, we know that Brazil's Lula, which is heavily communist, is siding right now with China. When we're talking about world powers, I do go back to Rockefeller, Carnegie, Vanderbilt. Bad guy and bad guy. Fighting for world dominance. Fighting for complete control power. I don't know what the U.S. play is right now. Because... You do see the Democrats talk about the threat of China. Mm. You do. And you, but you it, see, no, I think that they do. I think there's two different worlds here. They are mad at China. We're in Ukraine. They don't want China siding with Russia. If the Democrats really saw China as a threat, they would not have elected Joe Biden. It doesn't matter. It's, this is they don't really don't see think, them as no, no, a threat. No, 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 no. Don't think in the don't think in binary China. So didn't I? Didn't I just do a? Um, didn't I? Didn't we do a show on this? Didn't I know I read an article on it? Stop thinking in the terms of China, Russia, France, but the players in those nations beyond what you can imagine. There are players in the United States that are very angry with players in, the, in China. Did you see Macron wants to separate from the dollar? Wants to separate from the United States? And, and people are moving towards China, but is the U.S. moving towards China? The U.S. is moving towards China in a different way. But there are people who do not want to be beholden to China and Chinese diplomats. You mean there's Democrats? Yes, don't think binary. Don't think Republican Democrat. Okay? Think Well, you're the one that brought up the Democrats. But it is but it there are no, in their talking points, they talk about I know China it's in their as talking a problem. points, but I'm just saying I don't think that they actually believe it. Do if China takes control, then they they actually get poor. They get poor too. When you're playing a game between Rockefeller and Carnegie, okay? It's a, it, this is, this is a game. You work with them and then you don't work with them. You work with them and then you don't work with them. And then you call them out when you don't like what they're doing, but you know, you have to work with them because Rockefeller needs Carnegie Steel. Yeah. 
it's in a, and it's Carnegie needs Rockefeller's oil in alliance, but alliance aren't covenants. And alliance alliances are intended to be broken. And and there there are people who are edging for the top and edging for the top and edging for the top, and they're all trying to say, I'm going to make a deal over here with these people, but not with all of China. So what you're not saying with is all the CCP, not with all of France. They're playing with fire. They're all playing together. You're what you're seeing right now is a monopoly, and you're seeing J.P. Morgan's. Uh, Carnegie's, Rockefeller's, Vanderbilt's. You're seeing all these guys, but you're seeing them, and I believe it's a demonic spirit realm at a global scale. They are, in essence, they have the same goal. Because it's a demonic goal. Yeah. And yes, they're on the same team. But Rockefeller wanted to be more wealthy than Carnegie, and Rockefeller took out Vanderbilt. So Wicked Psyched is stating what I'm thinking. So insert this and, and regurgitate it the way that you're processing through your brain. The U.S. powers seem like they want to get rid of the U.S. dollar too. Build Back Better is international. Like There's a lot of players no. in the United States that no. want to see the U.S. dollar go down. No, 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 no. That's, that's your play. Two visions... One sees the U.S. dollar that stays the U.S. dollar. They'll do anything. They have proven. Janet Yellen proved to us that they'll do anything to keep the U.S. dollar. But they're failing. They're doing a very poor job. Well, they've obviously keeping it up, aren't they? We haven't failed. The economy hasn't stopped yet. Every single time. You Here's the thing. You're, you're, you've got two. I, I'm going to call it this. The Eastern mindset and the Western mindset. Okay. Western mindset is the dollar. They have, if you had a printing press, would you give it up? No. They have a printing press. Mm -hmm. They can literally control the world with their printing press. Right. But so the, they're in their a meeting, greed is overtaking them. They're in a meeting and they're like. They're going to lose the printing press. I'm trying to work with China because they're helping me become wealthy. They buy, China buys half of our debt. Okay. Right. They're, you've got to make these deals at these high levels. Okay. Joe Biden I don't believe necessarily likes the Chinese or or has the Chinese vision. So what you're saying is the way I, I'm going to I'm going to put this in a really We're stupid stupid a simple terms. Stupid stupid simple terms. Of two different we, global hegemons. Athletics. We had a team, Super Bowl type team. Went to the Super Bowl. Okay. We want to go to the Super Bowl again. We can have every intention to, to going to the Super Bowl again. We can try to go to the Super Bowl again. We can want to go to the Super Bowl again. But we don't have any of the players that we had before, and they've swapped out coaches, and we will not go to the Super Bowl even if we want to. So essentially what you're saying, because how badly they're doing makes it seem like they're throwing the match, that they're throwing the game, that they really don't want us to go to the Super Bowl. That's what it seems like because they're doing so poorly. That's what I'm saying. It looks like what they want America the other team to win. What America has done... They weren't, when, when the Federal Reserve was created, China were just a bunch of rice farmers happily living in rural, in a rural, that wasn't even thought of. Right. Okay. The idea, here, here's the thing about evil. They have a plan. You guys think that they have, that they have, like, a plan and they're in, like like it's some sort of like they're some sort of gods they have plans and then the next day they wake up 
and they make new plans. And the next day they see how things are playing and they make new plans. I'm just saying they're really bad at it. Well, they've been very, very good at it. But now they're not so good at well, it. Well, they still seem very, very good at it. They see what you're speaking of is something that you're seeing by the spirit and what you can predict by what you're seeing. But so far, they are epically good at it. We are going to have economic collapse and the dollar will not be the world's superpower. That's, that's they not spiritually defined. That is anyone with half a brain. They are in Regardless of political sides, they, you can see it. They are in cognitive dissidence and do not believe that's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. Okay. They're just really bad at it. Because they're failing. They, they, listen. You've got a house that has termites and you are doing the very best that you can to bolster it up and put in all of this new wood and all of this stuff, but the termites keep eating it. At some point, your house is going to fall down. They have to know that they cannot keep this house up. Now, they may think that they've got another plan with maybe a United States Central Bank digital currency to come in and fix it, right? Okay, so they feel quite powerful they feel like they are very victorious what they did with the 2020 election what they did with covid what they did with the lockdowns they have felt like they have and they did they amassed more pieces on their side of the chessboard than they ever could have imagined it went better than they could have ever expected but at the same time you're not wrong and that we can see all the weaknesses but they are blinded by their strength. They're blinded by their victories. They're blinded by the fact that they were able to force people to do this jab thing. They're blinded by, they, by the fact that they have been able to... Um, so you don't think that, they're, that they see that America <laughs> has woken up to their... I see that they, they are so drunk on power mm -hmm. that they, they think that they're invincible. Janet Yellen, what they did, they're stupid. I don't they're think I'm stupid. disagreeing with that. They're stupid. They're, I see they're stupid. But they had a bank crisis in 2008, and they fixed it. They believe that they can fix anything. They believe they can do anything. They believe that anything comes their way. And so, Michelle, they are making plans to whatever it is to fix because they have found a principle that if Christians stay out of their way, if they serve Satan, Satan will do anything for them. Okay. They have a God. And he's a God of this world. And they trust him. And they trust the plan. There's like a there's like a satanic book that they that they've got written on their hearts. Right. It is a they are do you trust God with everything in yourself? Yes. That no matter what you'll win? Yeah. What if you kept winning no matter what? What if you kept facing crisis after crisis after crisis and you kept seeing yourself come out on top would you not think that god is truly on your side and you're in invincible and unstoppable mm. that is where they're at they have seen themselves go through crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis and come out on top when they get a tiny little blow like the roe v wade and you know how i know you know how i know this because conservatives say how can we never win that means they never lose Conservatives are constantly saying we never win. And we don't. We never win anything. Roe versus Wade. Did we though? Did we? We'll see. I mean, right now you've got um 
I believe it was a spiritual thing, but that is, the, those are still being implemented, right? And they're still being fought. And now you know what I'm seeing? You haven't seen it, but on Twitter, you're seeing um, conservatives now backing away from, from oh, full abortion bans because they're saying that the general public can't stomach it. And if you have the full MAGA people, the full pro-life people, they won't win. That's what they're saying. Right. They won't win. Don't put them in there. Right. So when you have a victory, you, within the Republican ranks, within the conservative ranks, the Democrats are so happy to see what's happening. Well, I'm not Trump. saying Democrats versus Republicans in the they. Okay. I'm, I look at the they as, as a spiritual thing. And this is why we need revival. Because I'm seeing people who I used to respect writing a substack like one thing mail in ballots Donald Trump a letter to Donald Trump if you want to win this election see the democrats have these ballot harvesting machines all over the nation mm-hmm. they've decided we no, can't yeah, they win totally, yeah without cheating uh, we can't win through debates Katie Hobbs didn't even debate Carrie Lake she snickered at it and look Carrie Lake should be governor of Arizona but Whoever controls the ballots, but Katie Hobbs oversaw her own election as Secretary of State. Right. Whoever controls the ballots. So what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at here is that the best thing for us is to see the decoupling of the dollar, the people who rely on the dollar, the printing press, the Federal Reserve, the American, the Americans with the dollar, who are rah, 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 this is us, this is a power, the West, and I, what I'm calling the alignment of the East, and now you have, like, Macron going with the East. And you've got this new this new hegemon. But the bottom line is that China's playing footsie with everyone. Yes, but I would say China's biggest enemy, I would say China sees the United States as its biggest enemy. And is making friends with everyone else. That China's goal is to see America fall. Absolutely, yes. But at the same time, when I say playing footsie, as of today, they own the United States for a whole multitude of reasons, financially. And they have the president of the United States in their pocket. They do. They do. All right. I don't, we, can, we can keep going on. Let's move on to a couple more things and then we'll say, we'll say goodbye. Let's go to something a little bit lighter. In London, you guys know the 15-minute cities? The high court has ruled there is sufficient evidence that Sadiq Khan's uh, ULES, the ULES decision, may be unlawful. He lied to you to push his 15-minute city ideology, his cult, control, his cult of control, the people will decide. So for our podcasters, you're seeing tractors going about, around about, um, protesters holding signs that say, take democracy back, and a lot of whistleblowing. And a lot of whistleblowing. Which you can hear. Yeah. And they seem generally happy, though. Like the, A lot of these people are smiling. 
So it's the ultra low admission zone transport for London. Khan is lying. Operates. Uh, t um, so the uh, the Londoners were protesting against Sadiq Khan's undemocratic ultra low admission zone. And I guess the BBC says anybody who doesn't back it. ULES is what is the abbreviation there. Yeah. Is an anti-climate change denier or whatever. Stop the conage. That's what somebody stop signed. The, up. That was conage. really funny. Stop taxing our cars. On Saturday, London's Trafalgar Square was a scene of protest against the ultra-low admission zone implemented by the city. And I lost my lost my article. Let's see. Here we go. It was a peaceful protest. Organized by the group Together uh, Declaration, council leaders, politicians, and TV personalities joined uh, people from all walks of life to express their frustrations with the new regulations, their expansion, and their impact on their daily lives. The ULES, uh, which went into effect April 8, 2019, initially covered the same area as the T charge, but applies 24-7, 365 days a year, which currently charges $12.50 a day pounds for cars, vans, and motorcycles, and a hundred pounds a day for lorries, buses, and coaches. So if you what? go in this area, and I, you knew this, if you go in a certain area of London, you have to pay just to travel in that yeah, no, area. Yeah, no, I did, but he, that's like an um, that's an incredible he, amount he, of money. He he now wants to extend the ULES zone to all of the Greater London. However, a judge has now agreed to hear a challenge by four London boroughs, one of which spoke at today's events. The court's decision is an embarrassing setback for the mayor. Today's protesters feel that the ULES is unfairly targeting those who cannot afford to upgrade to newer, cleaner vehicles and that it would have a negative impact on small businesses that rely on their vehicles for transportation and disabled people who need daily cares and support Are they trying to curb climate change or are they trying to just make a dime? No, they're trying to keep you from traveling. They want less cars on the road. I know that's what I'm saying. That's, they're not even they're not even trying to make money. Well, that's what I meant with the climate change. Is this about money or is it about control? Yeah, because they're gonna be making money. Yeah, it says um, Oxford's traffic filter scheme that forces car owners to apply for day-long permits to bypass the new rules for a fee to authorities. Cambridge is another city implementing a daily charge. Many believe the schemes have no significant impact on air pollution, citing the most polluting vehicles are used for commercial purposes and will be exempt from the charge. Okay, so let me read some comments over here in on DLive. Um, back a, a couple of stories. Anne says, the plan is long and always present on this earth. It's their only goal. Even if they get forced back into the dark, they are always there. Bert Baza says, termites would need very sharp teeth to eat my home. It's built out of granite, LOL. Anne says, it isn't China's long game. It's farther out of the box than that. The long game, in reality, is being played by the serpent from the garden. Droopy says, the elites think that they will live forever. Most are over 75. Reaper awaits these crimi cr criminals. Ban postal votes, open to corruption. Dems want a rigged America. Rip Baza says the ULEZ is a con. It's supposed to mean ultra low emission zone, but gas boilers re the, are the biggest polluter in London, not cars. That's very interesting. All ULEZ is about is making money easily in London. Droopy says, Khan's on a mission to destroy London. Britt says, Michelle, the ULS costs twelve fifty a pen. All right, we, we, Leah read that. It'll make London's economy collapse. Stuart the Brit says, Khan has nearly bankrupted London, keeps asking for more money from the government. Over on DLive, 
Wicked Psych says, even if I don't like that something exists, I don't want the government to have the power to ban anything. So go ahead and go to my Twitter and let's play this little clip here from Sadiq Khan on how he gets the data that's saying, he's saying this won't affect the poor because the poor don't own cars. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's carcist. That's carcist. <laughs> it's porcist, I guess I should say. Porcist. I'm trying to find that data. Where do you source that data from? So, so, can I just be clear? So you're implying the poorest do own cars? No, I'll ask again, just for your clarity. You've said many times that the poorest in London don't have cars. Implication being that when there's an expanded dual zone, they won't be impacted by it in right. terms of the financial impact. I'm asking, I've gone to look for that data. I'm struggling to find that data. Where do you get that data from? Well, I want I, to understand I, your thinking. I, I am surprised that the member's experience of being an elected politician doesn't lead him to conclude that the poorest Londoners can't afford to own cars. I will send him uh, uh, evidence backing up. Uh, the, I'll go and get uh, it myself. Where does it come well, from? I will send him, not just my, my own experience of this, but examples to show uh, that nearly half all households in London I don't, don't need examples. It's, it's, I, I think it's a, it's a clearly phrased and respectful question, actually. I'm, I'm not disputing you. I'm asking you where got, you got that data from so I can go and have a look well, at it myself. I, I, think, I think, Mr Mayor, um, and I probably wouldn't expect you to know it off the top of your head, but he's asking for the source, Mr Mayor, asking yeah, for the source. I was surprised by the proposition that poor people you didn't make that car. proposition. I said I that you... I didn't make that. I've asked you very clearly where you get your data from so I can go and study it and have a look okay. at it. So I'm surprised by, by that pro pro supposition. I will make sure that officials in TFL give him the uh, data. Uh, maybe he should knock on a few more doors and get around London a bit more in relation to... See, what does that mean? You see, that was just a dig. Until, that was a dig because you feel awkward. Now, if you well, don't have the data, you can tell me you don't have that to hand, I know and, I will, and I, will, I will have it, or, but you don't or, need to the, make digs like that. It's unbecoming of the office. Now, um, no, I've, I've spoken to the Boris Johnson supporter. <laughs> Again, I'm unbecoming of the office. I asked a respectful question, and if you feel awkward... Well, the deputy chairs give me a chance to respond. Give me a chance to respond, that's fine. You're not responding to the question I'm asking. Okay, hang on. I want to break this down for y'all, what we just witnessed there. Okay? He doesn't have any data. He just came off the top of his head. I could... What he was trying to infer is that poor people are less likely to have things that the wealthier people have. That doesn't mean you get to jump to poor people don't have cars. Do poor people don't have food? Or you would exactly. Do poor people, not poor have people don't have as nice of cars. Poor people don't have as nice of clothing. Poor people don't have as nice of food. That we could all say we don't need data for. But to say that they don't have cars at all, yeah, you're going to need data for that. And especially if you're expanding this giant program to like Greater London, you need to have data to 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 see what kind of economic impact that's going to have on people. And he's like, so he wants to go straight to they don't even have cars and see if people have cars or not. Just knock on some doors and ask them, honey child, you got a car? I would love to know what the what the race ratio is of poor people in London because it just sounds racist because essentially I feel like he might be saying that the that the you know certain people that are poor of a certain race may not have cars and that those people should rise up and be angry 
I believe you're you're correct. Even if they're white, what if what if all the poor people in London are white? Well, then that's racist. What if they're all you know black? Then that's racist. What if they're all Muslim? Then that's we're not racist, but you know what I mean. Like all so, right. so I'm just saying that his reasoning, you lose everyone, Sadiq, because it wasn't the fact that you were inferring that they would have less because they're poor. It was the fact that you were literally saying, what if you what if he came out and said the poor people in London don't have shoes. They do not have shoes. Go around. Just look at look for the look at their feet. I am surprised that you, as an elected official, don't know that half of Londoners don't have shoes. They got shoes, man. What is this? So another politician here, this time <laughs> New Zealand Prime Minister, is left speechless when asked by a seasoned reporter to define what a woman is. Oh my gosh, hang on, let me find the right. Here we go. This is at a million views. Well, it's a very strange... It's just like that Sadiq Khan thing we watched. Okay, I'm ready. Sean. Um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, given comments by Keir Starmer in Britain, how do you and how does this government define a woman? Um, <laughs> He's laughing. I, to be honest, Sean, that's, that, that question's come slightly out of left field for, for me. Um, the... Well, biology, sex, gender, um, people define themselves, people define their own genders. Keir has said that he believes 99.9% .9 of women do not have penises. And I know it's a strange thing for him to say, but given recent events in New Zealand, I'd ask again, how do you define what a woman is? Well, as I've, I think as I've just indicated, I wasn't expecting that question, so it's not something that I've, um, you know, formulated, pre-formulated an answer on. But um, in terms of gender identity, I think people define their gender identity for themselves. Self-identification. Yes. What about, in, if you like, an official or a wider societal sense? Well, again, um, I think we, we have rules in place now. If someone wants to change their gender on their birth certificate, for example, there's a process that they go through in order to do that. Um, I haven't got all of the, I haven't got the process chapter and verse in That's front of me, but it's, it's available. Anybody can look it up and see what that process is. One follow-up, you described that you thought some of Bozy Parker's views were abhorrent. Could you tell us which ones? Um, I, I think some of the, the views being conveyed um, around trans, the transgender community, some of the sentiment. Her views. Yes, I'm some of the sentiment that she's expressed towards the transgender community is abhorrent, and in, in my view, well, that they shouldn't exist. So, you know, again, could could we ask you, my friend, to define what a, what a car? It's speaking of cars, whatever car identifies us. So you don't have a societal definition of a car, or um. But how do you then? A cat? Do we? Can you well, define what a cat is? They do. No, have... I haven't prepared a. I haven't formulated that yet. So there are parts of U.S. highways where they define what kind of vehicles could be on those highways. Because, like, we couldn't take our bicycle trip on certain But parts what of... if my bicycle identifies as a sedan? But, no, they give specific identifications. It has to have, it's like, it has to have certain, uh, 
it has to have certain I don't know what it was, but it, it defines vehicles. You guys can put it if on there. Anything highways define can what vehicles be whatever are anyone highways. says that it is. We're in a lot of trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. If anybody, if you just decide, it's like this. If you can change your gender, why can't you change your age? Next time I go to the store, that's what I'm going to do. Can I'm I change out, my weight? I'm going to pull out my one My, my $1 bill. Are you ready? And I'm going to, and they're going to give me a total. I'm going to slap it down. I'll be like, that dollar bill identifies as a hundred. Pay my bill. Yep. I'm with you on that. You can now identify anything as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Okay? Take your driver's license. Go to fly an airplane. I identify as a pilot. This is a pilot's license I identify. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I'm identifying. I'm going with you. College degree. Identify. Got it. Oh, I truly identify as a physician. I'm a doctor. Call me Doctor. Dr. Lear. Medical doctor. It's a great idea. I love it. All right. Uh, so let's see. James says, another obvious moron who doesn't know what a woman is. Oh, he does. He just doesn't want to say. You want to take the guy out and read some comments? Did no one teach him about the birds and the bees? Stefan wants to know. Oh, you know, knows. that's such a great question. Stuart the Brit says, vehicle characteristics. They're going to call you. Uh, uh, Stefan says, I have been 21. For years. Exactly. Exactly. Britt Baza says the average wage in London is nine times less than the coat of a house in London. What do you mean? Say that one again. Michelle. Oh, I get it. I get it. Let me, let me back up. Michelle, London looks rich, but believe me, a lot of London is poor. It's just well hidden because of the price of housing, but most of it is rented accommodation from massive landowner companies here come, oh, oh, and then says, um, and then the average wage. I still don't get that part. Droopy says, Scotland has proven that British politicians are crooks. The cost. Okay, thank you. Got it. Um, the cost of a house in London. Got it. The average la- wage in London is nine times less than the cost of house a house in London. That's really terrible. Wow. So, listen. While we're waiting for Leah, she's taking our little geriatric dog outside. Before we finish the show, because I think we've got uh, your favorite, Neil Oliver. I think I saw a Neil Oliver clip on there. This week, for those of you that want to catch up with what we've been up to this past week, we butchered two 650-pound hogs this past week. And we did some videos throughout, so those are up. You can watch those. They're really, 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 you know, raw, real. It's been a fascinating week. We've got a freezer full of sausage. We've got bacon that's in the fridge um, curing. Then we will rinse it and smoke it. We've got cuts of meat. We've got bones for soup bones. And we have, guys, get this, 650 pounds of rendered lard. 650 pounds. We've never had that much. And today, as soon as our show is over, we're going to go pick up two brand new piglets for the farm. We're starting with all fresh stock. Right now, as of today, our farm has no piglets. It's never, it hasn't had no piglets in eight or nine years. 
so or pigs i mean we have no swine on this property but we're going to remedy that and go get two piglets we're going to get some males and we're going to pick up two females from another bloodline later this week so we're going to start fresh we'll be breeding those and we're really excited about that and of course you know we'll be doing videos on it so super excited there um we did our revelation red pill wednesday which was so good it listen the, you have to watch the last two weeks. Well, the last three. They all go together. If you're not watching the Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, you are really missing out. And you can go back and watch all of that. Um, update on the website. It is now officially transferred over. Everything is up and running. Massive thanks to our friend Jay, who worked tirelessly on it. Um, I know I keep saying this, but the emails are going to be starting very, very soon. This is like legit now. So you will be able to sign up, make sure that you're signed up because we had to scrub 10,000 email subscribers because they weren't right. And so I need you guys to go to resistancechicks.com, make sure that you're already signed up there, follow the confirmation thing there. Um, what else? We did an interview with our friends, Robert and Jamie Ag of Banners for Freedom, Jack Stagman and Donica Hudson. I premiered it Friday night after our Friday headline news show and it was so good. They've got an event coming up that's absolutely phenomenal in Virginia at Jamestown. It will be live streamed and we will be live streaming it on Resistance Chicks um, Rumble. Today was on the wrong channel. We've moved it back to the right channel. So go and watch that and share it. Last but not least, and this is super uber uber important. I need you guys to do me a favor and I'm literally asking you guys for a favor. Our friends, Jaslyn, are also Resistance Chicks family, Bards FM family, and they are trying to sell their two-acre homestead in Kentucky. So I have shared their listing. Look, there we are live on Facebook. I've shared their listing on Facebook and all of the major platforms that we're on. Share it. They need to sell it in 40 days to get their dream home. I think they got 42 days. It's, and it's not just any old homestead, guys. They are, it's, it's a ready to ready made to go. They've got vegetable gardens that are producing. They've got fruit trees, vineyards, laying hens. I mean, it is a full production homestead. They're showing you what all they have done on their homestead. It's only like $147,000 for two acres and all of the, it's like, you can't put a price tag on having a ready made chemical free homestead that already produces. And you're and it's and it's literally right there, ready to go. So go to all of the our regular platforms. Find me having shared that and share it with people because I would love it if we could find somebody their homestead through Resistance Chicks through another Resistance Chicks. Yeah, that'd be fun. Family member that's selling their homestead. Mm -hmm. You know, there somebody had asked why are they selling? Well, they've got 50 acres that they want to buy that they've put in an offer. It's ready to go, but they got to get out from underneath of this one now to, to move on. And sometimes we need to take these steps, right? Yeah. So share that with as many people as you possibly can um, to help spread the news and get that out there. Last but not least, um, and I'm doing this in the middle of the show because Leah left. The end of the show. Nope, not that one. We're at the end of the show. Oh, we are? We're not going to play Neil Oliver? No, there's no, no Neil. Okay, we are at the end of the show then. All right, so ITM Trading. Learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks. You can call them 1-866-950-7776. That's 
That's 1-866-950-7776. If you have an IRA, if you have a 401k, if you have uh, an, did I say an IRA? If you have retirement, if you have savings and you need to get out from underneath of that, maybe you buy their homestead. I don't know, but you got to get out from underneath of it. And if you want to convert it into literal, physical, tangible money, okay, call ITM Trading. They will help you. They have the wealth shield, food, shelter, barterability, wealth preservation. They will help you to be ready for what is coming. Yesterday was the day to do it. Look at what is happening. Today's episode of the unicorn should be the, the final boost that you guys need. If you if you have literally more than $2,000 that you want to convert, give them a call. 1-866-950-7776. Tell them Resistance Chick sent you. That's actually our custom number, so they already know. They will take excellent, excellent care, care, care of you. Um, I do need to talk, and we don't have it down here, but um, this week, my back went out. And I'm showing you the face cream, but this is Organic Body Essentials. I was in the most pain of my whole life while we're butchering hogs. I would not have made it through without prayer, my back brace, and Vicky Natale's CBD tincture, okay? I And the steroids that Leah gave me. But seriously, I used her muscle rub, and I used the CBD oil. So to go, you can go to, um, let me pull up this so you guys can visit this. I am telling you... It's legit. It's where it's at. Organicbodyessentials.com. If you want the tincture, go to obe.organicbodyessentials.com. Use promo code RC. Every product that they have from the face to the, to the body, right? They have it for your pets. This past week, I was in so much pain and I needed it. And if you have pain, you need the CBD tincture. So um, also... There's still time to get your tickets to come to Old School Survival Bootcamp. That's the wrong promo code. I'm going to pull up the right one here in a second. I want you guys to come and join us May 12th through the 14th. 140 classes. Anything you can imagine you want to know how to do, you will learn at Old School Survival Bootcamp. Use promo code RCHICKS15 and you'll save $15. If you want to do the two-day pass, it's RCHICKS7 and you'll save $7. This is going to be a game changer for your life. I promise you, your life will be changed. You're going to camp. You're going to learn. These it, the, the three days go by so fast. And if you're traveling from out of state, which many of you will be traveling from out of state, come an extra day and hike in Hocking Hills. It's literally just a beautiful, beautiful place. So we're really, really excited about that. And that's coming up really fast. It is. Our classes aren't all the way ready yet. Nope. Shoot. We have a lot to do. We do. All right. Speaking of a lot to do, we're going to go get piglets. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, let me check the comments here and see if you guys, anybody, if you guys have anything else you need to say. Oh, you mean the one with the canine teeth in the chicken beak then? What are you talking about? See, that's what happens when I read the comments and I'm going out of order. Are you going to sell any of the lard or swap it? That's such a good question, Anne. We will, actually. We have friends well, that we, we usually give it. it. We, we give it away. We sell it. It's illegal to sell it. We give it away to friends. Um... Make a line of hand, handmade soap for future sales. We will be making soap. That's one thing I, you can do with the lard is you can take it and make soap and sell the soap. Yes, and we have a ton of soap. And Leah's going to be teaching in the soap making class at Old School Survival Boot Camp. So you can yeah, learn how to make your own. Soap, lard soap. You're going to make lard soap. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, did you miss Neil Oliver? No, and Leah said there wasn't one for this week. Now, again, I'm sorry that we weren't streaming on Resistance Chicks on Rumble the whole time, but we were at least at the end, uh, about halfway through. So take this video and share it since it didn't, since a lot of people probably missed it because they came. Um, Wicked Sykes says, I showed up and it wasn't here, but I'm glad you came back. Um, and if you ever, if that ever happens, I have to, when I go to set up the stream, it makes me click from the primary channel, which is MassFay3, M-A-S-F-A-I-T-H-3. We can't change that. To, and, and, to Resistance Chicks, and I just forgot to click that. If that ever happens again, just go and, and check for it on MassFay3. That's all you need to know. But uh, I think that that's all that we have. Thank you for an excellent show. Hope you guys have enjoyed the World News Show. Leah, is the show tomorrow that we're going to be on live and do we know how to tell people to watch no, I it? I think it's recorded. Okay, so we'll upload that. We're going to be on another program tomorrow and then our regular Real America's Voice every Wednesday morning at 8.40 or yeah, 8.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You've got Revelation Red Pill on Wednesday. We will probably be having Corey Gray and Serge DeRosa and Jason Heidinger back on, so Hopefully. you guys can be excited we'll about yeah. that. And then next week, again, Friday's Headline News. Don't forget to check out the Headline News that we did this past week because it was really good just two days ago. All right, we'll see you guys next time. And remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. We love you guys. Call my name